Hi, my name is Gloria and my co-host is Grace. Our podcast is all about being young Africans, living green and how you too can be more sustainable. And why don't we add a guest once in a while? Expect informative, factual conversations with extremely great day vibes. be asking ourselves how can we have a more sustainable future stay tuned having a hospitality background i really do understand when people talk about food waste it's a really big issue because i was reading articles and they were talking about um, more than a third of what is purchased is wasted even before it reaches the table so that's a lot of food waste and that's in the hospitality industry so thinking about it in terms of our homes in terms of how we use food i was kind of curious to know how how do we uh, minimize the waste and do we even have waste so that was the main question that we wanted to figure out today Yes, and you can you can imagine coming from a large household where there's so many people who you have to feed, sometimes a lot of food goes wasted. You find that um, homes that have a larger number of people, you find that sometimes, and they're of a higher socioeconomic status, you find that there's a lot of food waste because not everything is consumed on 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 time. So it leads like to rotting. So you, you don't, the, the food consumed is not actually good for your body so you end up throwing it in the trash yeah and also when we talk about sustainable a sustainable kitchen it's not just food waste is how do you um use your paper towel the plastics that you have how do you store things it's i i came to understand and appreciate that it's a really big aspect that really needs a lot of keenness when you do it so um in food, food waste, there are several ways that food can really be wasted other than the portions. There's also waste when you buy things and you don't use them, they, you're, they're in the fridge. So every single time you just, you're just clearing the fridge because all the food is rotten and you haven't used any of them. So those are some of the reasons um, that food is wasted in the home. There are so many other ways, but those are the major ones that I have seen uh, directly in our home. So having a lot of food waste, the question is, so how do you minimize on food waste? Yeah. How, yeah. how can, because when you minimize on the food waste, you're able to minimize the cost. So instead of, of uh, throwing three tomatoes, how about you reduce the number of tomatoes you buy so you don't have to throw, throw away? Yeah, and it's interesting from the, uh, research that I got it's you can actually monitor the portions that you serve and how much is wasted you may be really surprised that food is wasted because people serve too much that they yeah. really don't need yeah so that they don't they, even end up finishing and yeah. they store it in the fridge and they don't even eat when they store yeah so you end up wasting all that food and it's you can actually limit the portions 
or monitor the portions and adjust because sometimes you're not really hungry so you usually have a lot and sometimes you're really hungry and you need a lot so you really need to monitor like how uh you you use food in your house then another thing is um some people okay some parts of um herbs people don't use like um when we talk about coriander or dania how people call it people only use the leaves yeah but i was reading that the leaves are really they're important they're flavorful the chefs really enjoy the leaves but there was a chef that actually came out and just said um if you use other aspect of the ingredients yeah. the stem give example of the coriander dill basil all that like if you use the stem in a different way you get to be more innovative more creative you play around with new things even like your recipes they yeah. go to a new level yeah because you're not just sticking to the leaves yeah the leaves <laughs> you can do so much with the stems and all that so that was really something interesting and i thought about it and i was like okay um how about if you play around with the stock because stock ideally is um like in our household it's when you peel the carrots the the peels from the carrots is what you put inside so if if you put the leftovers like the covers of the carrots and even the stems it really gives you a flavorful feel to your food because most families don't use stock and you can use it in your food and it's less waste other than throwing away the food i was also reading about farmers like uh the food waste that is in the house people can actually use it for their animals their pigs. yeah we we had gone to a friend of ours and they had this sort of um animal farmhouse yeah so they had pigs excess food was always given to the pigs because you know they they are always hungry they're always um going for that more but then another type of animal that we saw were good for the excess food is a chicken yeah so when you when you are able to take let's say excess rice or excess um ugali you can give it to the chicken and they would love it and it's also good for their health yeah but then i was reading i thought i thought so too and then i was reading this article i link them on the website or all, all this information um he was writing an article saying that the food like what the quality of food that is from the kitchen to the animals is not as nutritious for okay. the animals so it was something that i got to really think about even as you the food waste that goes from the kitchen to the animals yeah. it really needs to be monitored like what is what? it that goes and is what it shouldn't can you convert that food waste yeah into manure yeah. instead of giving the animals but then i was thinking can you if you if you don't if you're not in a place to have manure is it possible for you to mix up the ingredients so you take the animal feed the one that's processed and then you take the the ones that are the leftovers in the kitchen you're able to mix it so it's not bad for the animal like they can be able to eat and they can still find the nutrients of course with the proportion uh leaning towards the animal feeds yeah that's an interesting take on things 
I think we'll really dive into that on another episode. And also there's the aspect of um, how do you even store your food because there's so much waste that happens from the pre-harvest losses that's yeah. in, the, in the farm and also during transportation and how you store your food. So you as a consumer, how do you store your potatoes? Yeah. How do you store your coriander? How do you store your if tomatoes? That's yeah, the one thing that goes bad. So. Tomatoes go it yeah. goes bad really really fast. And how do you even buy? And how do you source so that if you're buying in bulk, because buying in bulk really helps to save cost. Yeah, and also it's really sustainable. Yeah. Even buying in bulk, what are some of the characteristics of the let's say of a tomato that you should look at into should it be really really ripe or oh, should it be green no yeah what what what's the balance so that it can stay longer in the fridge and still be good enough after the many days in the fridge yeah. when you cook it yeah and it doesn't to still change. retain the flavor yeah yeah so that's that's another thing you really need to look at um we link some of the fresh fruits and uh, how long and the storage areas that you can put them in because how you store potato is not the same way you store uh, coriander yeah. so th- those are some of the things that you really need to look into so uh, everything will be on our website we'll give you the details as we finish um, also there's another interesting aspect of um, how do you preserve food in containers because if you preserve, okay, it happens that you cooked the really delicious meals and then it's in excess. Yeah. So how do you store it? Will you use clean film over and over again and it's not good for, for the environment? Or will you use the... Tupperware. Yeah. And the resealable containers that really store the food well. So that's something that you really need to look into because the clean films are... They're helpful, yes, but it's not, uh, it's not sustainable in the long run. Yeah, because you, you keep use, uh, using and using, yeah. and, you, and it's not reusable. It's not reusable exactly. So that's something that you really need to think about. Also, I was doing my research, and also in terms of buying, as we said, that you really need to look at what characteristic of. Um, the vegetables are you looking for if you buying immediately to cook or if you're buying to store what are the characteristics that you need to look into also there's the as i said bulk buying bulk buying really helps to reduce on cost because uh, many market suppliers really give discounts on bulk buying other than single use uh, single, single purchase yeah single purchase which is something really good that you need to look into and do you have the facilities to store that's another thing yeah. that you really need to look do, do you have do you have the refrigerator that can take a thousand tomatoes or do you have the refrigerator that can only take five so even when you're buying in bulk you should also look at the facilities or the capacity that you have yeah and something um really interesting is you should source food locally generally in our country kenya it's an agricultural based can like yeah agriculture to, is yeah. our backbone <laughs> so, yeah it's really our backbone but then you'll find that mush, mushrooms are imported or even strawberries 
and there are people who can actually farm them in different yes. areas of the country and you can buy from them yeah it's one thing we were blessed with like in kenya the one thing we are blessed with is a different climate we don't have extremes but we are able to grow if it's strawberry it needs like a cooler sort of climate so we have areas like Kimura and Rift Valley for that they can be able to cater for that but then you have also um, examples of like cactus we also have semi-deserts also in Kenya we can be able to facilitate those types of plants or those types of herbs that grow in such extreme conditions yeah and when you uh, source your food locally then it's definitely cheaper because there's no uh, tax rate on imports yeah. is really high yeah. so there's no there's the tax rate is lower and it's just fresh food and you just help support local your community. yeah yeah the, another thing about uh sourcing what is local is that you're able to reduce on the i i, I don't know how to explain it but you know when you when you buy something from let's say outside food from outside it comes when it's processed but then when you when you buy food that is locally made you get it fresh from the farm so you're able to know that process like you're able to, to table yes you yes outside. exactly yeah so there's that and the the last aspect is on uh using reusable products or reusable items such as um, in place of paper towels, you can use reusable dish towels that you can wash afterwards. And also you can use reusable grocery bags. In Kenya, we don't have plastic bags, so that's something that's really good. Yeah, that's, uh, the government banned plastic bags and then we were so happy about that because the pollution that was caused by the plastic bags was so much. We still have a lot to go, but that was a stepping stone yeah and also with the reusable grocery bags now we have like um woven woven bags and the sisal bags so you you have to wash them when they when they are dirty and then you just reuse them and it's really easy and it's fast and it's so economical because you really don't have to be buying uh, plastic bags every single time also there's the aspect of paper towels they are really good but then they don't help the environment and you keep on using a packet after packets after packets after packets and it's just not good for the environment. Something that you really need to be keen about with the dish towels is that they really need to be cleaned so that you don't, there's no cross-contamination within the food that you have and also they, they don't have um, um, bacteria. bacteria inside them so that's something that you really need to look into. But generally, when you use reusable dish towels and grocery bags, they, they really do save on cost. Yes. Yeah, so that's something that is really important. And also, um, there's the aspect of a compost bin. Compost bin being the food that the peels, the... Decomposable. Yeah, the decomposable food. So you put it in a bin and then afterwards, Use, use it as fertilizer for let's say your uh, kitchen garden or yeah for like you donate it to farmers that's something that I have seen in Kenya especially in the rural areas the food is really used as compost so they mix the the kitchen food waste with the uh, animal waste and then they compost it 
that is and make it something good for the plants so that's something interesting also there was growing your own yeah when 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 gloria said uh kitchen gardens i was very excited because that's something uh i personally have been able to start so when quietin had begun we were looking at how can we be able to reduce cost in our own homes so one of the things we found out is that you can grow some of these um herbs uh and the funny thing is that we started we started like as an experiment we started with garlic and then oddly enough we put um we 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 had plastic cups so instead of throwing away we were able to use them so you put water in them and then you let the garlic grow you find that it sprouts so well and then it it also forms the roots when it's it's able to form that way you're able to transplant it into soil and that's that's very interesting we'll just i'll just put the pictures and the videos on the website as well and then another plant that we we are trying to plant right now is pineapples it takes it takes such a long time the average the average time for a pineapple when you grow it in the when you grow it in your kitchen garden is three to five years so we actually need patience but we'll show you the process as we go along yeah and there's so there's so much that you can do just to minimize the waste and just have a sustainable kitchen and being more cautious about what goes into your body in terms of the food um this will also link the blogs on our website so that you can get more reference from what we have researched on and also our social media so thank you so much for listening uh, stay tuned for our next episode bye we'd love to hear from you please reach out to us on email that's glow and play at gmail.com but also you can find us on social media our handle is glow underscore gray it's been lovely to have you listening to our to our podcast if you haven't already subscribed please do so and be sure to be updated on your episode